He said, who do you think would play Daredevil? And I said, Affleck, because that's my answer for everything. Like, I just think Affleck could play. I, I'm a big fan, so I think he can play anything. People are like, Jaws 5. I'm like, Affleck. <laughs> Affleck plays the fucking shark. <laughs> pseudo-academic roundtable of pop culture analysis with drinking and swearing. My name is Christopher Maverick, but you can call me Mav, and I am once again here with my co-host, Wayne Wise. How's it going, Wayne? Good. How are you, Mav? Uh, I am desperately trying to not get sick. There's yeah, a coronavirus he- that is worldwide that I'm told that everybody will have like momentarily, and yeah, so, so we're, I, we're I'm, going going, I'm going retro. I have either SARS or Zika. Ooh, Ooh, Zika. Zika. (laughs) It's it's that malt drink from the 90s. I actually liked Zima. I don't know why, but uh, oh, okay. Since, since we were on, I'm going to interrupt the show with a, a Zima anecdote. I, I was with friends at the Decade in, which is a small bar in Pittsburgh. Oh it's wow, le- the Decade, yeah. It's it's legendary. Uh, like the Police for, played there in 1977. For people of a certain age, I've seen yeah, I've seen P Funk there a couple times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for, for, for people one, of a certain one, age, one the, the Decade is legendary. It's gone, yeah, but it's yeah, but it was yeah, one of the guys in, in the Police is wearing a decade t-shirt on one of the albums anyway i was at the decade with some friends and and i I was going up to the bar i was getting drinks for my friends and and a couple of them wanted zima and i went up and i ordered two zimas and the bartender just looked at me and went yeah right (laughs) (laughs) oh god i hope sting did not see that (laughs) (laughs) so so anyway completely completely off topic anecdote but there you go yeah, uh, you know, it's the show. Steph's back. <laughs> hey, yep. Stephanie. Hey, Steph. Hello. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Steph's going to join us for the show. And because he's laughed already, even before I mentioned the topic, I'm going to mention our other guest for for the week is is Matt Brake, who's returning to the show. Hey, Matt. Hey. Hey, Matt. Welcome back. <laughs> so what are your Thanks. feelings on Zima? <laughs> Which on is Zima. the topic of the show. Yeah. Uh, That's I'm our topic my- this week. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to show my ignorance here. I don't know what Zima is. Oh, you're so lucky. Uh, Zima. How how old are you? He's old enough to know what Zima is. Okay. (laughs) Old enough to know better. Zima was in the nineties. It was a clear malt beverage. It was a, it was a beer, but this was during this weird portion of the nineties where, where America just decided that things that were clear were healthier for you. It was like like the crystal Pepsi of beer. Yeah. Yeah. Crystal Pepsi. There there were all these clear drinks that were just the same drink, but try. So someone made a beer with no color. My stomach. (laughs) I mean, it wasn't, good but you know it was it was a thing and it turned out you know if you were having parties girls really liked zima at the time because you know it was a health beer so like you know so if you if you were you know a a guy who wanted girls to like you you learned to like zima it was was a thing that's pretty (laughs) much the entire history of zima right there (laughs) yep This is before I knew. This is before I knew Stephanie. So I'm assuming Wayne that these were female friends of yours that you were getting the Zima for. Yes, they were. Okay. See. Yep. <laughs> I, 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 was, I wasn't. I wasn't going to stereotype that way, but since it came up, yes. 
I I said I drank it. So I don't know. I I am I am not as into gender roles as you people are. I, I, I'm a man secure in my masculinity, and I can drink a Zima. I mean, I can't because no one's made a Zima in you know 20 years. But <laughs> actually, they do still make them somewhere in the world. But I'm sure anyway, I'm not sure. what we're talking about today. For uh, anybody who's still who still hasn't tuned yeah, out, everybody you're still listening. <laughs> hey, maybe Zima will sponsor us. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> we could use sponsor. I, I I really want sponsors. I am so jealous of people who have I love sponsors. Zima, by the way. Yeah, I don't know up. if I made that clear. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Steph. Anyway, today's topic. Today's topic is weird. Today's topic is fan casting. With as yep. I said, with as a question, but not really. It's it a, a it's, it's a thing. Yeah. Well, but it's it's a weird it's a weird phenomenon that I that I noticed. Um, you know, whenever somebody makes a says we're going to make an adaptation of, and then they insert pre existing property here. So it could be a comic book, it could be a video game, it could be a novel, something with a lot of, with that already has a built in fan base that you're just making to get people to go to go out. Then before they announce casting on anything all the fans come out of the woodwork and they're like, Oh, you know who should be in this? Like, uh, so most recently they announced there's a new Batman movie filming and people were like, yes, Batman should be. And they named all these people. And then inevitably what happens is the casting does come up and they say, and the new Batman is Robert Pattinson. And everybody goes, the guy from twilight (laughs) and they get really mad because there's no good reason it's just that somebody decided like oh you know batman should be this guy in my head and then Mm -hmm. and then they don't pick the guy in your head so now you're mad and that's the Mm -hmm. and and i think that's the most recent one i don't think that's the craziest one um i have this theory that no one has ever liked anybody who was ever cast as batman until after it came out after yeah yeah um uh, like Michael Keaton, they were like sending death threats to Warner Brothers. <laughs> they were like, "Oh no, Mr. Mom, he can't play Batman. He's got no chin." <laughs> like that was an that was an yeah. actual thing yeah. that people were complaining about yeah, back in the night. Their minds, yeah. And it was like, "No, it, he'll be fine. He's a, he's turns out he's a talented actor. <laughs> um, <laughs> he can act a chin." Yeah. <laughs> um, but the same thing happened. The same thing happened with Christian Bale. The same thing happened with uh, well, with the all the replacement Batman in in the Tim Burton and um, Schumacher franchise. It happened with Ben Affleck, and now it's happening with Robert Pattinson. People do not want him to play Batman. Or what about Val Kilmer? Val Kilmer, people knew can't be Ben. Oh, like, I thought he'd be like perfect. I thought he was great. I mean, the movie's horrible. Yeah, but but yeah, he's, he's fine. Yeah. He's not as good. Keaton, I liked a lot. But anyway, yeah. that's not. Yeah, but well, actually, that is part of what we're going to talk about. Um, because I'm I'm wondering what makes when you when you're when somebody says you're we're going to cast this move not we're going to cast a movie version of this property that you really like. What's a book that you really like, stuff? Um, that you'd like to see made into a movie Wuthering Heights sure do you like Wuthering Heights yeah. okay so you're a big fan of Wuthering Heights well, yeah. who, should, who should play Heathcliff who should play Catherine Ooh, actually I have not thought about that um, maybe um, Benicio Del Toro for okay. Heathcliff and Catherine Catherine Maybe a young Catherine Zeta Jones, maybe. I don't think you can get that back, but okay. <laughs> well, no, well, okay. So, <laughs> so you've got an idea in your head. And now I do. You know, but now, if they make a movie and those people aren't in it, will you get mad? Now I will, yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, some people really do. Some people get yeah. really, really upset. And I, I understand I, it. I, I, one of the things I, I, I want to ask here, you brought some of this up in the, the call for comments. Like, where did this start? Because, you know, I, I pinpoint some of this Wizard Magazine you brought up in the, the blog. Yes. And that's probably not where it started. I think that's the first place I was really aware of it because they did it every issue. Mm-hmm. For non-comic book fans, we, yeah. Wizard Magazine was a this well, the internet existed, but it wasn't a thing that everybody had yet. There was no websites, and the and Wizard Magazine was basically it was for its day. It was a magazine that was essentially comicbook.com or comic shop news or or any of those websites that people visit for fan rumors today and it had interviews with creators um there was no twitter so if you want to know what somebody what whoever was writing you know what john burns drawing x-men right now chris claremont's writing it you want to know what claremont and burn are thinking you go to wizard magazine and there's they've probably been interviewed and then there'd be little columns in it and one and every week there was something like or every month rather there was something like let's cast you know, if they make a if they make a movie about Superman, here's who should be the new Superman. If they make a movie about Batman, here's who should be the name of Batman. And then like early on, they did this thing. You know who'd be great if they made a movie about X-Men? They should cast Patrick Stewart. And the reason they said that was because he was a bald guy who was on Star Trek. Yeah, that, that was their primary reason for it. Yeah, he, he was He's a bald a, guy. Yeah. Only bald actor in, in the geek community that anybody knew at the time. If and it had been 1964, like, that has said Yule Brenner. Sure. Yep. <laughs> and and then when they make the movie, Brian Singer's like, yeah, yeah, let's go after Patrick Stewart. And Patrick Stewart says, no, I don't want to do. Come, I'm, I just finished doing Star Trek. I don't want to do another another geek thing. I'll be typecast. But they kept pursuing him, and he eventually said, all right, I'll give it a shot. And he's awesome. He's great at playing Professor X. But most of the time, it doesn't work out. Most of the time. You know, you don't they don't cast the person that they say that, that you know, the fan community wants and people get like super pissed. <laughs> and like right like right now, I, I showed in the I showed in the image like um, a lot of people and I've seen this a lot. People want there to be a green, uh, a Green Lantern movie and they want Idris Elba to star as Jon Stewart, the Green Lantern, because Idris Elba is the most famous black man in the world. So that's the guy that everybody picks. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. he's, a, he's a great actor. And he's incredibly good looking. And if they decide to make a Green Lantern movie and they don't pick Idris Elba or if Idris Elba says no, because he's like, I don't want to be in a really bad DC comics movie because most of them have been <laughs> like people are going to be mad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all, 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 all I can think of when I hear talk of the Green Lantern movie is uh, my feelings about the undeserved hate for Hal Jordan. So um, I, I understand. I, I I watched Justice League, the cartoon, and Justice League Unlimited, mm-hmm. so I get the John, the John uh, Stewart love, but I was always more of like a Kyle Rayner and Hal Jordan guy, uh, and less of a Guy Gardner, John Stewart guy. So that's all I can think about. So I'm. Well, there are. I mean, there's a bunch of comic book ones. Those are easy because comic book movies are everything right now. The other one I mentioned that uh, online was everybody and this is one where the fans got what they wanted they got sophie turner as gene gray in the rebooted x-men movies because she's a redhead yeah or at least but they she's thought not. she was yeah, yeah. She, she, <laughs> she, she, she thought she was yeah she's she's um sansa stark from, right, right. from game of thrones and she's a redhead on that but the actress is actually blonde she had just dyed her hair for this role and people were like oh she's a redhead make her gene gray she's horrible <laughs> I mean, those, well, those movies are really bad. So it's not is just she her. horrible. Is she horrible or were the movies horrible? Yeah, well, she's yeah. horrible in those movies. She's a good actress. Those movies are bad. And so she's bad in them because they're just unsavable. They're they're really there's there's nothing there. 
So like people. So people are looking at very, very surface features. I think it's usually hair, so. skin and hair color. Yep. Skin, hair yep. color, like, gender. Yeah. Literal surface features. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I, I think, you know, there's also so much of this comes out of the community and they're only aware of actors who have been in other geek properties that watched. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a problem in general. It's when it's the same thing as when, when um, I talked about my, my problem with people being with people thinking, Oh, you know, we have to go, you know, what we want there to be a black Superman. Cause that will work. You know, there should be a black gay Superman that way. Cause they they don't make enough movie about um, movies about like gay people who are black. And I'm like, they made moonlight. It won best picture. Just hey, you didn't go, go see it, it because cause it didn't have superheroes and explosions in it. So, but like, that's exactly true. Like um, geeks tend to cast people who have been in other geek movies. And, um, yeah, but I don't think it's specific to just that. Um, there were people, the 50 shades of gray community got real upset. Um, in the casting of Christian for Fifty Shades of Grey, they did not like him, <laughs> and and I know that seems weird to a geek community, but like Fifty Shades of Grey has has yeah. Very, why didn't they like him? Hashtag not my Christian. Um, they cast another guy first. <laughs> did everybody? <laughs> oh yeah, it, it, it was it was a thing. They they cast the guy from um they cast the guy from uh Sons of Anarchy. I can't remember the actor's name. And, Charlie Hunnam. Hmm? Charlie Hunnam. Yes, and yeah. then um. And then he was busy, like he it conflicted with like the Sons of Anarchy um, filming. So he bowed out and they got the new guy and the fans like revolted. And to be fair, I, I mean, this is weird because I know from previous experience that like no one else has seen these films but me. But um, he like he and Dakota Johnson have no chemistry together. Like they like like you look at you look at those two people. I mean, they're both very pretty. They're both very attractive actors. Um, but you look at them in a scene and like, if you spend more than five seconds watching the scene, you'll go, there's no way you two people will fuck. No, <laughs> there's just, just no, this, this just this, like, you, like you just, I, I, I don't want to see it. I don't believe it. I don't believe you like each other in the slightest, but yeah. So if you, if you see a scene with Dakota Johnson and Janie and Jamie Dornan, in the film for like more than 10 seconds you'll go there's no way they fucked each other like they do not look like they get along do they not like each other in real life I, I, they say they're fine they just don't have any chemistry together whatsoever they, it, they it, it's they are so bland together where you were and like you're just like two good looking people and they're just not interested in each Maybe other. Maybe he wasn't her Christian either. Yeah. It just, it, it really doesn't work. Now, again, also, uh, they're bad movies. So, so that also hurts it. But, um, it, it, it's very not sexy. Um, but, you know, they're, Did you see they're objectively good looking. So it's not just the geek community. It's just, it, it, it's this thing where, you know, we've talked about headcanon before. I think people get something mm-hmm. so wrapped up in their heads and they want, I- you know, it, like once you, um, it's that taking ownership of something like you, you read something you have particularly, I think in a, a book, I mean, you're talking about Wuthering Heights, if, you know, a well-written book, you have such a definitive image of these characters in your head that if it doesn't match that, then just it's wrong. And yeah. Yeah, that, hap- that happens mm-hmm. even in books where the author doesn't really describe the characters in great detail, mm-hmm. but you, you still have that. And and particularly if it's something you really love, anything that just doesn't look like your headcanon things in your head just is wrong and you're not going to get over that. <laughs> I, I mean, that's part of it, I guess. Um, I, I, and I wonder, I mean, again, Steph, you're a psychologist, like psychologically, 
we've talked about we talked about this before like when we were talking about with like uh, you you posted about this to facebook today actually where people don't like getting people have a trouble looking past their own there are the notions they already have mm-hmm. preconceived notions like you you have an idea bias kind of thing. yeah and, and you have an idea and so anything that doesn't match that idea that you already have is obviously wrong and must be attacked. You were talking about in regards to like politics, but you were talking about like the idea that people like once they have an idea of what something is in their head, it's hard to map that to something else. Oh yes. Yes. Um, so I guess for me, like it's hard to like what, if you, you have an idea of something in your head. Okay. Then use okay. the example you used online for instance. Okay. Well, so um, Mav's referring to a post that I, I just had a thought today, kind of based on someone else's post on Facebook, where I was thinking about why are people so like some people um, so almost afraid, like there's some like visceral, visceral emotional reaction to the word socialism or socialist or Bernie mm-hmm. Sanders, any kind of association. And someone mentioned that, you know, older people have like, are less inclined to be supportive of Bernie and socialism in general. So then we're thinking someone mentioned that, um, they're like, um, in the, like in the fifties, I guess mostly in the fifties, they had the, um, the duck and cover drills in school where you're, you know, you're constantly under fear of a nuclear attack by the Soviet union. Mm -hmm. And it's the, uh, United, United, uh, Thank you. Thank you. So the point is that socialist is in the term Soviet Union and you associate socialist socialism with nuclear war and with communism and therefore with nuclear war, even though neither socialism nor communism necessarily means what like like what really what you mean when you hear the word or what people who are afraid of the word socialism are really afraid of is the pinkos they're afraid of the bad guys nebulously whatever that yeah yeah sure and i'm sure that's associated with the fear of nuclear war and they've been painted as you know the the evil empire yeah they're the commies yeah yeah and that's kind of one i'm gonna try to get back to your actual question but that kind of made me also wonder whether um people in the soviet union at the time had like a similar fear of the term capitalist oh they did yes okay that's interesting (laughs) very much so yeah answers that question um yeah i mean and if you think about it if you think about it today to move beyond that it's the things where middle east you know the fear of like they're they they hate us because you know everything to do with american americans is just we're evil it's it's a it's a it's an association with the identity rather rather than the um what the concepts actually mean of capitalism. Okay. Yeah. Yes, just so yes. basically a very like simple association. Mm-hmm. Um, Demonization. Is what we would call it. Right. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, I guess like I would classify this along the dimension of whether, so you, so you've read a book and you've in your mind pictured what you think these characters look like and who they are and all that. So I guess to me, maybe there's a difference between whether the person, the actor who plays the role, whether you know that person, like, and you know, things about them, maybe in their personal life that are like conflict with like their personalities, maybe not what you think the character's personality should be versus if you know nothing about the actor actress and all you know is they don't look like the person that you expect them to be Mm -hmm. i guess to me it seems really 
stupid. <laughs> if, if it's just the second case, they look a little different, but they're basically can take on the persona of the person that's, mm-hmm. you know, is described and you've understood the person to be uh, if you've, you know, depending on your interpretation. So I yeah, going sorry. back, Wayne, you'll, you'll remember this going back and no one's going to remember this, but there was a point when people did not like that Charlie Cox was cast as Daredevil. Yeah. Charlie Cox has brown hair and Matt Murdock is a redhead. Maybe geeks mm-hmm. are like different. <laughs> and now <laughs> differently. Yeah, well, no, I, I think that, but I, I think that's the thing. Like, Charlie Cox wasn't famous. He was uh-huh. nobody yeah. at the time. Yeah. And, and well, I, some of that is, you know, Daredevil as Matt Murdock for the people who care. I mean, he's been around as a redhead in their imagination and in the comics for 50 for years, 50 years. Mm-hmm. So I, I think so, you, that okay, definitely plays a part. Yeah, that plays a part. Time, there is yeah. such a distinct image of who that character is mm-hmm. that it's hard for people to to see anybody else. And then he went out there and he was and, and he is arguably in any superhero television show of all time. He put on one of the best performances in the history of. And he just had he just dyed his hair. No, I assume he didn't. No, he's just brunette. No. Oh, he's just brunette. <laughs> unlike, no, unlike, I'm, the kid, I'm, unlike the kid, unlike the kid who plays Archie on the best show on television, Riverdale. Riverdale, yes, yeah, he second he, best. He, he, he no, has dyed his hair. No, no, it's the best. Good place. Uh, good place. And it's off television. She, didn't, she said good life. I just want to point that out. Yeah. 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 Here. I'm at good place. She, she, Stephanie, doesn't even, <laughs> Stephanie didn't even finish watching good place. I did. Okay, you did now? I think so. I don't think you did. It just kind of fell but apart. Yeah, but the, that, that actor did dye his hair because Archie is. is yeah. yeah he, he is so. You're not Archie if you don't have red hair. Period. Oh, I was just going to say, do you think geeks, nerds, all the fandom communities like. Uh, I speak mainly as a comic book fan here. Uh, do you think that mm-hmm. they have a really, I mean, I, I, this is more of a rhetorical question. I think they have a really short memory because they start mm-hmm. idealizing who would be the best person to play whoever. Um, and I think mm-hmm. they end up forgetting that some of the best choices for the heroes that, uh, for the actors who've played the heroes they love, um, a lot of them have been unknowns. You know, you have someone like right. Christopher yeah. Reeve. You had, some, you know, the people you don't expect to be good, like Michael Keaton. I mean, I remember when Heath. Le- See, the, the problem is Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people were the, very the good. Is the, yeah, the, fan, the, fan, the fan community doesn't bother casting those people because they're unknown. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or, they're, or they're known for the wrong thing. So the yeah. so to the two geeks, like to pick the new Batman, two geeks, Robert Pattinson is the guy from Twilight, that movie that they've never seen, but they hate it because they know it's girl stuff. Right. But I, I mean, like if you hate Twilight and you've seen Twilight, fine. But I've seen Twilight. It's fine. It's not my thing because when I watched it, you know, I was like, I don't know, whenever it came out, I was like 35, 40, whatever years old. And a, a man, like I was a grown man, not a 12 year old girl that the movie was made for. And like, but like I was able to watch it and go, you know, if I was a 12 year old girl, I see how I'd be into this. Like this is a bunch that of dreams. my guy. review of the book. Yeah. When it first came out before it became a thing. I was yeah. paid to review the book. And, yeah, and it's just like my, my, my review is if I was a 12 year old girl, this would be the best book I ever read. Yeah. Hey, wow. Spot but, on. Yeah. It, it, well, yeah. I mean, and it is, it's exactly the kind of wish fulfillment fantasy that you're about now. People, we've talked about Twilight on the show before. People have problems with it, and rightly so, because it mm-hmm. re- it relies in many ways on a lot of very outdated gender gendered stereotypes based on proper girlhood behavior for a you know for a good Christian girl. Like it, it like it, it really is very much a it, it, it is 
it is the and by outdated i mean the kind that like other than the most stringent churches even even very evangelical people don't don't follow today there's a lot of not just save yourself for marriage but there's a lot of just letting letting boys come and do everything for you in it it like they're very outdated stereotypes Mm. The, the exact kinds of wish fulfillment fairy tale stereotypes that you might be into if you were a 12 year old girl. Oh my God. I, I had, I'd never read any of the books or watched yeah. the movies, but I know someone who's my age and believe me, they're much past the 16 year old Mark who is like way, way, way yeah, too but, into. But, well, no, but I, but I think that's the thing. Like, I think, I think that same thing's happening here. You are looking at it. They're, they're probably reading it, even though they're reading it, not now there's probably a, a great deal of nostalgia for it because it's this fantasy. It's a, it's literally a fantasy about being, here's what Twilight's the story of Twilight is you are the wallflower girl in, in school and the cute, the cutest two boys in school, you know, the, the athletic boy and the mm-hmm. gothy dangerous looking boy both have massive crushes on you. And by the way, they also both have superpowers. And so you're the most That's important person in the universe. That's the whole story. Like it, it's literally about the werewolf boy and the vampire boy, both wanting to be your boyfriend and you're just a normal girl. And Oh my God, who do I pick? So for people who enjoy that, that book, it works. And for people who have never seen those books, I mean, seen those movies or read those books, which is most of the people who are complaining about Robert Pattinson, like right. they've never seen it. It's just, their association with him is he can't be Batman because he's the sparkly vampire. Pattinson's done like 40 independent films since he is a phenomenal actor. Hmm. He is like, he shouldn't be Batman quite frankly, because he's way too good an actor to be Batman. (laughs) He is so out of their league. Much like Twilight, they haven't seen those movies either. Right. Like, yeah, I mean, he basically he made a bunch of money making these movies that he says are stupid kid movies. Mm-hmm. He he knows they're bad. And then Kristen Stewart went on to, like, you know, sort of make a whole bunch of movies. She's actually choosy. She's a really good actress, too. But she she went to, on to do a bunch of stuff in the public eye. And Pattinson's she's, like, she's I'm going to do Cannes Film Festival books. She's, she's, in, she's makes, in Pittsburgh yeah. right now, or at least was last oh, week. Oh, you should beat up with her again. Yeah, I, I'm in a movie with her. Um, I'm in a yeah. movie Adventureland with her. Um, I'm sure she remembers me very well. Yeah, sure. <laughs> from, from my job of standing behind her for a day. <laughs> um, yeah, the, like the... So I think that people associate him with this concept of he's Edward, the sparkly vampire. And I don't like that because it's a girl's book. And so they don't want him to be to be Batman. But it's not based on anything other than that. His hair is the right color. And again, he's a great actor. They just never seen him in anything. So um, the other one, uh, Brooklyn, who's been a guest on our show many times, she she commented uh, on on the blog, on the call for comments, saying that she thinks that, you know, one of the one of the best examples of casting ever was Heath Ledger as the Joker. And nobody wanted that because he wasn't Jack Nicholson. Like, like that's basically when, when they, when they announced pretty boy Heath Mm. Ledger as the Joker. That was right off of Brokeback Mountain. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Which, which none of the geeks saw. Mm -hmm. Like he, the last thing they'd seen him in was, um, um, the night movie. Oh, Oh uh, shit. A Knight's Tale. A Knight's Tale? A Knight's Tale. Yes. That was the last thing any, any of them had seen him in. And or maybe or maybe um, or maybe 10 things I hate about you, you know, like he'd done these goofy kid romances and then he did Brokeback Mountain, which was the gay movie. And now he's the Joker. 
And he's like, I don't want to see that. He's great. Everybody loves Heath Ledger as the Joker. (laughs) You know, the role killed him, but you know, he was great in it. Didn't he win an Oscar for that? Yes, he did. Posthumously, right? Posthumously. However that word is said. Heath Ledger's an interesting case because I was skeptical of Heath Ledger because of the whole 10 things I hate about you factor. But you know who I was psyched about when I heard that they were cast as the Joker was Jared Leto. Um, Like before... Turn, turns out that was a mistake. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that, was, that did not go well. I wonder how much it has to do with who played the role previously. I mean, you kind of mentioned that. I think in I think in some cases, a lot. Like, I think that in the cases of Batman and the Joker in particular, anything, you know, those characters are so iconic and those movies are even the bad ones are guaranteed to do so well that I think they're so popular that it's hard to not have your association with whoever the last person to do the role was. Um, and like, I think that Jack Nicholson just sort of owned that role for years. Mm-hmm. And then Heath Ledger did for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mark Jer- Hamill. Mark Hamill. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, well, well, yeah. But like, but like oh, wow. Mark Hamill, only if know you that. know it, huh? I did not realize he played the Joker. <laughs> he plays the voice of the Joker in oh, the cartoon okay. yeah. and the video games for longer than anybody else. Something like 20 years, 20, like he just and, stopped and, doing and, it a couple years and ago. His voice is marvelous. Yes. Yeah. But like people get so people get so associated with the idea of whatever, whoever they see in that role um, just becomes their real Joker mm-hmm. and their real Batman. And I think Batman and the Joker are, are characters on another level because every kid over the age of two knows who Batman and the Joker are in a way that maybe you don't know who Heathcliff is from mm-hmm. Wuthering Heights. Mm-hmm. So I think everybody has this idea of that. And until another Joker comes along and is better, like, I think now we're like, I don't think, I don't think Leto managed to do that. He didn't knock it out of the park. That movie wasn't great. Um, and and even for the parts for people who like that movie or who like parts of that movie, the one thing that pretty much everybody thought was bad was him. His performance was awful in that film. Um, and so what, you know, wait a couple of years and then all of a sudden you have Joaquin Phoenix and now he's just the Joker to everybody. Like, that's just that's how it works. Yep. And I so I think that that's special. But I think that there are other things where it's just sort of a you get the idea in your head and it's not even necessarily something where you're even associated with. It's just that everybody is so sure that's the right way to go that, that people get mad when it Mm. doesn't match up. Like, you know, if the fans wanted, um, uh, well, here's, here's one. Um, I use this example on the blog. Uh, and Wayne, you've heard me tell the story as I was, cause I got really upset. I actually did a PCA paper about it a couple of years ago about when they made the iron fist TV show and you might hate mm-hmm. the iron. T- there's, there's legitimate reasons to feel like the iron fist TV show is, you know, cultural appropriation or whatever. There's legitimate reasons to think it's bad. And of those four Netflix shows, it is the worst one. I think it's objectively the worst of those four of those four yep. superhero and shows. If it had come out in 1980, it would have been the greatest, been the greatest show, show on television in the history of yes. forever. It, it literally <laughs> when when Iron Fist premiered, it was the fourth best of the networks of the four net, Netflix Marvel Universe shows, which made it the fourth best superhero show uh, ever <laughs> in the history of television. <laughs> and, and like it was it was in their superhero shows that I love. I, I, I like Smallville. I like I like the original Incredible Hawk show. Me too. You know mm-hmm. what? Yeah. Iron Fist was better than the original Incredible Hawk show. And if you yeah. don't think so, you haven't watched it in a oh, few I years. I haven't watched it in a long time. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. I mean, it, it's, you know, it's it's very of its time. And Iron Fist was very of its time. But when they announced Iron Fist before they cast anybody, they announced Iron Fist and the Internet got in its mind that 
You know, Iron Fist is a story about cultural appropriation. True. It is. It's a story about a white savior. And so the internet decided we can fix this. They should cast an Asian guy as Iron Fist. And then that problem goes away. And then I was the one super liberal guy on the internet agreeing with all the incels on the internet going, no, that's stupid. And they were saying, no, he's got to be a white guy. It's like, I, I agree. He's got to be a white guy. Because Iron Fist is a story of a white guy appropriating Which, can we Asian talk culture. About the the irony he, of wanting the kung fu character to be Asian. Yes, yes, exactly. That's yeah. exactly it. And I was like, I, Iron I, Fist, that, that it was a no wing casting situation. It was a no wing casting, and I was like, and I was like, Iron Fist is the story of a white guy appropriating Asian, Asian culture. If you don't want that story, then the answer is you don't want an Iron Fist TV show, which is an okay thing to not to want. Yeah, you, what you, you want, want Shang-Chi. is Shang-Chi Master yeah. of Kung Fu, which, and, and which they're making a movie of now. And again, Shang-Chi Master of Kung Fu is the exact concept as Iron Fist. I know because I read them both as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> like nobody, but like Shang Chi wasn't being published at that point, so nobody knew it because he because he hadn't had a book in like you know, comic book fans notoriously have a memory of like five years. That's it, and he hadn't had mm-hmm. a book in over five years, so nobody remembered him. But Shang Chi has the same powers as Iron Fist. He's effectively the same character. He's got a similar like mission and origin. He's just Asian instead of white. He actually predates Iron Fist by a year. His character came out first. So I was like, you want this thing, not Iron Fist. And that's a fine thing to want. I want a Shang-Chi movie. I can't wait for the Shang-Chi movie that's coming out. So then people got upset when they cast Finn Jones as Iron Fist because they're like, oh, just another white boy in a movie. We don't need another white superhero. And it's like they, they were mad at Marvel. They were mad at Netflix. Marvel never promised you an Asian Iron Fist. They never they were mad at him the day casting was announced. They hadn't seen a frame of footage because not one frame had been fought, had been shot. Now, was he great in the role? No, <laughs> he was fine. Like he, he was he was he or was, maybe he was okay, so here's yeah. the thing. Here's the thing. People people complained about it. Do you know what was on the air the same time as Iron Fist? The Inhumans. The Inhumans TV show was on the air the same time as Iron Fist. If you've seen the Inhumans and you think that Iron Fist was the worst show on the air at that time, then you don't get to have an intelligent conversation. The The Inhumans was far worse. It was a horrible television show. Like from from concept to visual design to acting it was awful. It was so. Really this bad. is kind of like the reverse of the usual situation where people, like, so. So are these people people who have read the comic book and yes. know that he's a Caucasian? Yes. And okay, this is the reverse situation. They, they decided they could. They they decided that they could make up for whitewashing of other characters by Asian washing Iron Fist, and then Marvel didn't do it because had they done it they would have been accused of pandering to a stereotype of, of converting a character, a Kung Fu character to an Asian character. Right. But it was core to the story that he wasn't yeah. white. That he, that that he was, was white. white. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's part of the story. It's that he's white. He's a, he's a white guy who gets dumped into a mystical Asian land and then rises to become their greatest warrior. It's a, it's a problematic story. Yeah. Yeah. That is kind of racist. <laughs> it, 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 it's extremely racist. Yeah. That's the story. And by the way, the thing that I liked about Iron Fist is that the show was aware of it and the yeah. show very hard, very much pointed out that he just thought he was the greatest. Danny gets his ass kicked constantly on that show. Yeah. <laughs> like, he gets hand, and, and he's not very good at it. And he's, he's, like constantly dressed down by other characters. It, they, they are aware of it and they tried their best. It's not now. Did it deserve an Emmy? No, I'm not saying that, but it was, but people were mad because Marvel didn't go the way that the internet had just decided they should go. Mm-hmm. 
So I think that that's a problem too. Um, or to go to look the other way, uh, ancient one in Doctor Strange, ancient one the in the comics is this stereotypical, you know, frankly extremely racist for 2020, kind of racist for 1966 when it came out. <laughs> um, uh, he's a little Asian man who does who does um, um, magic mastery. He's a little Asian wizard man with squinty eyes and crooked uh, crooked back and a long beard and he's you know he's the ancient one he has no name and marvel when they made the doctor strange movie said this is pretty damn racist okay how do we fix this so instead of so they fixed it by casting tilda swinton in the role they just called her the ancient one and she's not asian she's not asian in it She's not she, an old man. She, she, she's Irish. Yeah, she's something ish. Yeah, she's just. But she's, she's a woman. Swinton, yeah, so Australian, I think. At least you have some. <laughs> she's, yeah, she's. She, yeah, she she doesn't talk in funny riddles like the ancient woman. Like she's just she's just the woman. They shaved her head bald to right. make her look weird. And she's she's essentially Tilda Swinton being, you know, like she's weird, but only in as much as Tilda Swinton is always weird. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's beyond human almost. Yes. And, yeah. and, and, and I liked her in the role, mm-hmm. but people complained about it. It's like, well, they she took a role away from an Asian actor. And I'm like, if you made a comic book accurate ancient one, that would be bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because the character the character in the comics is is a very outdated stereotype. Mm-hmm. It's about as cliche as you Orientalism get. 101. Yeah, and it was pretty <laughs> offensive when they came up with it. Yeah. 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 So, so there's no, there's no right answer there either. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know how they could have fixed that. I understand. I mean, I understand why people get mad when, so when a role's whitewashed, but what do you do there? Yeah. So basically you can't win really. Mm. Not there. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, you when, when, you when just, you're casting yeah, yeah. roles that were racist to begin with, you know, yeah. what do you do now? <laughs> I mean, they did Wong and they just made him cool because Wong yeah. was another character in the same book. Wong is uh, Dr. Strange's sidekick and he's an Asian man and they just made him cool instead yeah. of lame. But he was never, he was never uncool in the comics. He was just his he was like his butler. And they said, well, you're not his butler anymore. Now you're more his partner. Yeah. Yeah. Wong is essentially his Alfred. Yeah. In the books. And and in the comics, he's just like his partner. I mean, the movies, he's yeah. just his partner. And it's just like, OK, Wong's there now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not worry about it. Mm-hmm. So there's things you can do about it. Um, I mentioned the Shang-Chi movie when they were talking, when they announced that they were casting the Shang-Chi movie. Um, suddenly people got excited about it who weren't me. And everybody um was and i saw like all these fan casting things and people were like you know who it should be it should be and at the top of every list was um steven yoon who um you don't know you, you know you, yeah. you don't know who he I, is i do yeah no. yeah he's glenn from the walking dead the that only is to say, asian person in he, geek culture they know yeah, yeah he's oh, the asian okay. guy that he's the asian guy geeks know because he's on he's the asian guy on walking dead that's it the other yeah. person i saw everybody say was what about jackie chan and jackie chan did look like shang chi 40 years ago ago. (laughs) (laughs) but but jackie chan's like a 70 year old man now he's like 68 or something he's like really old he can't be shang chi so so people were saying it should be jackie chan or it should be steven yun and and they didn't cast him they cast simu lu 
Yeah, you don't know who he is. Nobody yeah. knows who he is. He, <laughs> he, he had such versatile roles as the guy standing over there in, in Pacific Rim. He's oh, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's also he's, he's the hot dog vendor on, on, on one episode of Fresh Off the Boat. <laughs> he's nobody. Are you but, looking him up on IMDb? No, no. no I've got his picture right oh, there. Okay. He's, he's he, a good he's, looking he's, guy. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's nobody there. right now until the movie comes out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be mass. He's, I mean, this movie is going to make a bunch of money. He is a really good looking Asian dude mm-hmm. and good for him. He needs mm-hmm. the break. They probably got him pretty cheap, you know, <laughs> and, and, he's I, be, I, and he looks like a more artist. Yeah, maybe I haven't been paying a whole lot of attention. Has there been a lot of backlash on casting for the Eternals? Because you mentioned the Walking Dead thing. I'm blanking on the character, the actress's name. Uh, she plays Connie. She's a black woman who is deaf and she's been cast to play Makari, who is a white dude. <laughs> Um, in the movie, in the book, yeah, in the books, yeah. Um, I've heard people complain. I've heard, a, I've heard a, a few complaints, but I think that the Eternals is relatively insulated because you nobody have to be knows a who this to even know who they are. You're yeah. right. Nobody knows who these yeah. characters are. <laughs> yeah, which was kind right. of the point I was wanting to make. There is like, is it nobody cares because no one knows who those characters are? They, they yeah, I think they so. Don't have those associations. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering about. Um, I know I don't really watch a lot of soap operas myself, but like Mav does. <laughs> You're at least you used to. <laughs> I'm all oh man. I don't know what you're implying. Oh well, we were just talking and about I'm, Zimas a moment ago. But. Well, you know, I, I, you know nice callback. Nice callback. And it's, tr- and it's tr- I mean, it's not the. It's you know, I, I'm just I, saying. I, I, that you don't have to be sometimes, defensive. Sometimes, it's okay. Sometimes one gets okay. very invested in the story of Bo and Hope because, like, I, I you know, if I, Stefano gets in the way and he could, re- sorry. Okay. I, yeah. You know, I was, okay. I was a general hospital nerd for years. So okay. Good. It's okay. Yeah, I was just wondering, like, the difference between. Like in soap operas, they often replace characters with different actors. Yes. And so I was just wondering if there was kind of like a similar kind of. Sometimes. Okay. Soap opera fans are. I mean, more I, would tell you, I was just worrying about the audience. There are probably yes. very different audiences. Oh, well, that, but I mean, except I, for math. No, to, to my experience, soap opera fans are more forgiving long as the new person is good. They will give it. It happens so frequently oh, that they'll okay. give them a chance. Now I've seen, like, I, re- I remember when, um, when, um, Kristen, St- Kirsten storm who played, um, bell black on days of our lives for many, many years, she left and they replaced her with this woman. I can't remember her name. I want to say it was like charity, something so another blonde. Like they, they basically replaced the actress and the new actress was there well, they had the same hair color you were saying yes they had the okay. same hair color they were both blonde blonde teenagers or i i 20 ish because she'd been uh, uh, the the original well, she wasn't the original actress there was a character who played it as a baby but like she but this girl had played the role from like age 13 to like age 19 or 20 so mm-hmm. she had like six seven years on the show mm-hmm. And then they replaced her with another 20 year old, 20 something when she she left for other roles. Um, It's like not like she was fired. She just like, oh, I don't want to resign my contract. And so they replaced her with this other actress and the new woman sucked. She was real (laughs) bad. Like she was she just a bad actress. Yeah, I don't I can't remember. Or I mean, I, I didn't I've never seen her in anything else, but she would read lines like this. And um, yes. No, I am in love with you, Sean. And uh, I mean, it was like it was 
bad bad mm-hmm. and she lasted like two weeks and they recast it again she was uh, like it was stilted and awful and i don't know how, like and like i i'll never forget that because i remember seeing interviews in the press with with other other uh, performers of the show saying yeah the less we talk about her the better <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I think with soap operas there's also the whole you, you you see these characters five hours a week five days five days a week so after two weeks you've seen this person you're like you just they become that character mm-hmm. because you just you you associate uh, it because they're there doing it whereas in a movie you got right. two hours you know that's a good point yeah. Yeah. um and just just except, for the record the uh, the, cinematic universe yeah yeah right which is now however many hours um <laughs> Just for the, the the record, the actress who plays Connie on Walking Dead is Lauren Ridloff. Okay. So. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, that's a good question though, because like I think soap operas do give you a little more leeway, and I think that yeah. there are. I mean, people people do settle into other. Uh, I mean, there were people who were against Hugh Jackman as Wolverine because the internet had decided that it should be Glenn Danzig. Mm-hmm. They just decided yeah. that, but long before the movie ever came out, and, and Glenn Danzig doesn't you know, act and probably had no interest in the role. No, he actually. Wait, was, you're talking about the musician? Yes, yeah. he actually was. He actually was interested in the role. It just didn't work out. He's not yeah. an actor, huh. but he, but he's he's a he's a dude that looks kind of like you know he's kind of a scruffy looking dude. Oh yeah, and, and yeah. So they're like he should be Wolverine, and he's like okay, and then they're like no. So they and, and Hugh Jackman is six foot six, and everybody's like Wolverine's only five foot five, and yeah, really, he's that tall. I didn't realize. Oh yeah, Hugh Jackman's yeah. huge. Yeah, and, he, yeah, and Wolverine's supposed to be Wolverine is supposed to be ever so slightly too twa- too tall to be a dwarf. He's oh. like five four, five five in huh. the comics. He yeah. is a short short man. Interesting. And they and like it, Hugh Jackman was great in the role and now like it's it's gonna be really hard to replace him because like it, yeah. it's just the one thing that everybody associates as universally good in that entire franchise mm-hmm. um, yeah oh they oh huh did he retire was it his choice to retire yeah or, okay he's an old man yeah. he's an old man who's eaten who's like literally eaten nothing but chicken for the last 25 years he's done i don't want to do this he's anymore uh, yeah i mean he's not i mean it's just he because he, he's talked about it. he's just like it's like every he's made so many of these movies and he started in 1998 and he made them till 2019 or and he or 2018 and he's just like you have no idea what I, I have to go through this oh, yeah. in order to be. Yeah. <laughs> and he went through cancer and like everything yeah. and he had to maintain all that muscle mass. Yeah, he's just like, I, I just, he's like, I, I'm done. I just don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. He's like, I love the character, but kill, kill I, me. I, I, I want a pot belly now. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, yeah. It's like, I would like to get fat. Yeah. <laughs> and I just understand it. I understand it. But um, yeah, but people were against him. The one that I, I, I talked about on the blog, we had um, Gal Gadot who people complain about and part of that was um ronda rousey was actively campaigning Mm. for the role at the time because she is like wonder woman should be tough and she sort of played into like sort of the wonder woman doesn't shouldn't have to be a pretty girl which is you know wonder woman has frequently been portrayed as a sex symbol in the comics rather than you know more than anything else Mm -hmm. but wonder woman she's supposed to be a warrior she should look tough she should be somebody who can fight like me Meanwhile, Gal Gadot was special special forces in the Israeli military, but you know she didn't know that. Oh. She, and and the problem with Ronda Rousey is Ronda Rousey can't. What's the word I'm looking for here? Act. She's <laughs> really bad. Um, she's gotten better, and she's still not good. Like she's okay. She's she's a she's an excellent fighter, and she's gotten better from her time with like WWE wrestling helped her a lot. But I've seen her in the Fast and the Furious movies, which Gal Gadot is also in, 
and Ronda Rousey is clearly not up to the acting chops that one needs to be in a Fast and Furious movie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Let alone alone carry the title of of Wonder Wonder Woman. Yeah. 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 Um, Steph, you remember when she hosted Saturday Night Live? Yes, I do. Yeah. Um, She was the host of Saturday Night Live. In between all the sketches combined, she maybe had 15 lines. (laughs) Read horribly off of cue cards like she just mostly stood around because they're just like no this is not working she's just not good at it. it's not her skill and i think she understands that now she's working to be better but mm-hmm. it's not but you're not carrying this franchise and mm-hmm. you know you don't need to really look tough and by the way again she is tougher she's just petite um you need to be able to act first and foremost thing that you need to do in order to be an actor mm-hmm. so so for me it didn't really bother me gal gadot playing Wonder Woman because my Wonder Woman was uh, Linda, Linda Carter. Carter. Uh-huh. Yeah, who basically they have almost the same body type. Linda Carter's Linda Carter at the same age was skinnier. I show skinnier. I, yeah, okay. she, uh, I actually I, I show um, their modeling pictures in my in my comic book class when I when we talk about that hmm. about like the assumptions people made about her. But yeah, they're, they're yeah they they're they're very similar body types at the at the same. Yeah, age. in my mind, for some reason, Linda Carter seems like bigger, like broader shoulders or something, but not much different. Yeah, it's a different costume and different. It, 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 and she, yeah. she, I think she bulked up a little bit for the role. <laughs> but but yeah, it's a different. Yeah, I, I think that that seventies costume that was the bare shoulder thing. So there yeah, was just it, it just know. made it. Okay, yeah, it made her look. Yeah, more she has yeah. a she has a and also Linda Carter has a tiny waist. She yeah. is like super skinny around the waist. So it makes her look oh, yeah, 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 yeah. like she's I mean, like a very an exceptional. I don't know what her measurements are, but like if you actually look at a picture of her in the costume, she has a tiny waist. Mm-hmm. So it makes her shoulders look even broader. Um, I wanted to point out one more definitely, which was um, that I just had, you know, in the superheroes. And we should go into some other some other categories. But um, another big one that I thought of was Brie Larson. And this was just because. Um, this is when it's not even about what she looks like. Um, Brie Larson. Um, I see a lot of people constantly. I've, 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 as I said, say frequently in the show, I read a lot of dark corners of the internet for my job mm-hmm. <laughs> of people who um, are not necessarily the kindest to, to women <laughs> and do not read the comments online. I do it. So you don't have to, as I say. And um, there are people who don't like Brie Larson and really, it's because because um, she is an outspoken feminist. That's the oh, reason. Huh. It's not has nothing to do with what she looks like. They say she's ugly. She's too ugly, and she can't act. And and she hates men. Now, Brie Larson's not ugly. No, I I maintain that if a person who looks like Brie Larson walks up to anybody who posts this and says, "I would like to have sex with you now," please fuck me. Not one of them is going to say no. Not one. So <laughs> I maintain that. And I feel- second. Brie Larson absolutely can act. Brie Larson won Best Actress the year before she starred as Captain Marvel for starring in Room. Mm -hmm. She is a delight. They are lucky to have her. She's a phenomenal actress. And does she hate? None of those people saw that movie. No, none of the people saw that movie. It's great. Um, And and they're like, well, she shouldn't be. um, You know, she doesn't hate. She doesn't. She hates men, and that's a. And then the person who I, I posted a picture. They they said the alternate castings that they had suggested for Wonder for uh, the alternate castings that they just suggested for Captain Marvel were because they'd seen some Photoshop pictures, Ronda Rousey again and Natalie Dormer. Like they and they're like Natalie Dormer would be great. 
And their their rationalization for Natalie Dormer is that she had a shaved head at the side. She had the sides of her head shaved for her for a role, her role in Hunger Games. She's Steph's trying to figure out who no, she no, is. No, no, I know who she yeah, is. Yeah, she was in Game of Thrones yeah, yeah, for a while. Um, she's blonde. And like, she's a better actress. She's hotter and she doesn't hate men. Then my reaction was for the ridiculous yeah. reason for them. To you don't know anything about Natalie Dormer. Natalie Dormer is an extremely outspoken feminist. All this tells me about you is that you haven't read a Natalie Dormer interview. Because like if you literally Google Natalie Dormer feminism, she does inter- she writes a column. <laughs> she does interview yeah. she she has she she talks about it all the time. And you certainly have never talked to Brie Larson. <laughs> I mean, I've never sorry. So, you certainly so, have never talked to, to Ronda Rousey, who, you know, literally constantly talks about all the dudes that she's beat up. Like she's <laughs> like, <laughs> like, uh, like so 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 does this happen in, in other fandoms? I mean you mentioned Fifty Shades. I like you know, like you and I inhabit the, the world of of comics fandom and mm-hmm. that geek culture. Yeah, Cause I was thinking of casting and I wasn't on message boards. I'm sure there had to have been some backlash. The Lee Chow character, Jack Reacher, they've made two movies of that. And in the books, Jack Reacher is six foot six and 250 pounds of solid muscle. And Tom Cruise plays him in the movie. Who's <laughs> five foot nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, 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 <laughs> and, you know, I saw the first movie. I, you know, I've read the book it's based on and it told the story, you know, like, it, but Boy, did I not see the character I think of. It didn't take me out of the movie because it's just it's huh. it's a Tom Cruise movie. I've never read the book. So, yeah, I, they're 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 candy. I mean, they're they're fun. I've read a lot of them. They, they're fun and entertaining and mm-hmm. kind of candy. Um, yeah. You know, the Reacher, he's an intriguing character for reasons like you know, beyond the scope of the show. But like, kind of the essence of his character is he's a big, strong monster of a man. Mm hmm. Well, how much does a character need to actually match, uh, uh, you know, match mm-hmm. the book? Um, the, you know, the Harry Potter play in England, we talked about it on our Harry Potter yeah. show. They cast a um, a um, a black woman, a, 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 a British, uh, an African British woman to play the role of Hermione. And people freaked out because mm-hmm. Hermione Granger is supposed to be white. But the book doesn't say Hermione Granger is white. The, book, yeah. the the description of of Hermione in the book is she has big teeth and and curly hair. And then later she fixes her teeth. That's what it says. That's a, that's the only description that mm-hmm. um that Rowley never gives of her. And like so, a lot of people who read that but, as but, kids but the, said, but the the movies codified what she looks like, right? But they said, oh, uh, she's white. But also other people were like, oh, she has frizzy hair. She's black. So if you grew up reading those books and you thought you thought that she was black, then the woman they cast for the play looks way more like her than than Emma mm. um, Watson does. So yeah, I just don't I, I don't know if there's a kind of fan backlash to Jack Reacher as there is yeah. for, you know, uh, because comics geeks are just they don't like my change. People. They're my people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah, they're more rigid. I have a fr- well. Go, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say I have a friend who, whenever a new superhero movie comes out, like uh, like with Civil War and a bunch of the Avengers and Marvel's cinematic universe uh, movies, he uh, he didn't like them. Like, and he's a super big uh, comic geek, but his big thing was he put so much expectation on these movies. That when they adapted a storyline, mm-hmm. they should stick almost verbatim to the comic. And he would complain about all the changes. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I and I don't think that's a fair. I think this is where we start getting into like toxic fan culture, because yeah. um, that, that you just the, the, you, you realistically cannot condense 80 years worth of continuity. Right. Into right. into a movie. You yeah, can't. The, yeah. The rules of cinema are different than the rules of graphic storytelling. Mm hmm. 
Well, that's maybe that's maybe something to do with it, Matt. You pointed out it's eighty years of storytelling, right? And and you've you know you said you've got however many hours of you know content to like listen to to read, and then we got two hours of a movie. But when you think about it, you know, if you're talking about something like a comic, even more so than like if I read Hunger Games, I read Hunger Games, and the story of Katniss Everdeen is three books long it's you know i don't know 300 pages per book it's 900 pages of my life is filled with katniss everdeen i read all three books um probably less because they're probably under 300 pages yeah. each so um so that's my that's my picture of katniss everdeen in my head and to the extent that i imagined her at all you know what jennifer lawrence pretty much that's okay she, she, fine. she was fine yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah now if i'm talking about superman there are some 20,000 Superman adventures in my head and Spider-Man adventures and Wonder Woman adventures and Batman adventures. Drawn by a variety of artists who draw them very differently. Because Mm -hmm. that's the odd thing though, right? Like, like when you say, when, when people say, I've heard people complain about like, well, you know, the problem with Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man is that he obviously looked like he was 30. And he did. He actually did look a little too old to be in high school when they were making, when they made that movie. And Tom Holland looks, even though he was 20 at the time, he looks young. And so Mm -hmm. I believed him as a 15 year old a lot better than I believe Tobey Maguire as a 15 year old. But you know what? Frankly, Spider-Man was in high school for like six years of his run. The character has been around for 50 years, 40 years, almost 50 years. No, a lot of adult Spider-Man stories. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's been 50s. Yeah, because he's in the 60s. So he's been yeah. around for he's been around for more than 50 years. Yeah. And he was in high school for like six of them or five or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's not that long, so it's fine. And John Romita Jr. draws Spider-Man differently than John Romita Sr. did. And yeah. differently than Ditko does and differently than McFarlane does. They're not the same. Like other than the fact that they always have brown hair, you know, <laughs> Spider-Man is a white guy with brown hair mm-hmm. beyond that. Like anybody can, can be Peter, be, can be Peter Parker. The look is very different from, from artist to artist because people have a different conception of what that character should look like. Same. I mean, there's, 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 you know, there are key elements like, you know, like, like if you're talking about Wolverine, he tends to have pointy hair, usually for most yeah. artists, less so for others. There's a there's a distinct, you know, there are there are like sort of characteristic, there are characteristic elements that go into the character. But, you know, there's a there's a difference between the way that like somebody like Alex Ross, who draws, who paints, you know, from realistic uh, people, yeah, yeah. From realism draws versus the way John Byrne, who is like very much a um, very much a, a classic comic artist draws. Um, versus the way I'm trying to think of um, and, and, Bruce Tim, who's yeah, and, extremely simplified Art Deco, and and, and you look. would think that all those different looks would allow mm. the fan base to accept different faces in that role. But boy, they get really attached to, to that stuff. I'm not. Gonna, that's kind of interesting. Go ahead. I, I was just wondering if. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, I was wondering like if comic book fans tend to like have the same reaction when there's a different artist and different portrayal and print of character. I think less so than they used to. I mean, there was a time back in the day when an artist left a book, people would leave the book. They they would follow the artist somewhere Mm -hmm. else as it wasn't Mm -hmm. the character, it was the artist. And I think at this point, there have been so many artists, very few artists are on a book now for any length of time to establish themselves as the look of that character. Mm. Uh, two, years, Marvel and DC. two years is a long, yeah, two years in the, in the, in the big two companies, 
two years, which, you know, assuming you come out every month, which is not a guarantee. Yeah. But if you, if you are on a book for 24 straight issues, that's a long time yeah. in the modern and, world. And, and that wasn't true. Like Jack Kirby did a hundred issues of fantastic four, you know? So yeah. Yeah. It, it, while, back in yeah. the day while doing other books. At, yeah, yeah. While doing other books. Right. Do you think, um, Oh, sorry. Wait. No, I was just going to, to finish that up. Just people associated a specific artist with a specific character in the 1960s in a way I don't think happens anymore. Although, don't no, go ahead, Matt. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, no, no, my fault. Um, don't you think it's some of it depends on the quality of the run, too? Right. Like, it's, yes. it's not just the artist, but it's like artist plus writer in terms of like the quality yes. of the run. Mm -hmm. um, so like someone yeah. like when when Brian Michael Bendis and Mark Bagley were doing um, Ultimate Spider-Man. Right. Yeah, that was that was a very long run. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then Bagley, of course, yeah, oh, did well, they, yeah, they had and they they clicked with the fans and they established something that I think people got invested in the team of 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 Bagley and um, I forgot the artist's name. Bendis and Bagley. Ben, yeah, yeah, Bendis. The team of Bendis and Bagley, people got invested in it in a way that, like, I'm trying to think. So I'm, I am currently reading, um, the X-Men books because, um, because for Jonathan Hickman, who's writing them, has gotten me invested in them like I haven't been in decades, frankly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, that said, I don't know that I could tell you who's on which book as an artist. Yeah. Wayne, can you? No. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I, I've, I've lost. And, and to be fair, I've been a little bit more out of touch with it in the last yeah, three but months. I, but but yeah. in general, yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't. I don't. It, it's weird considering how much time I spend with comics. I don't identify artists and styles the way I used to. Right. I can tell you. I can tell you that John Byrne drew the X-Men from the mid seventies through 1986 issue 107 through 142 143. Yeah. I mean, I can like, I know with a couple of fill in issues, right? Like I know, I know that I know that because that was a, that was a run that like used to happen. I can tell you, I mean, like I, I know, and I know that after him, I know that through the mid 200s, it was drawn by um, John R John Romita Jr. I know that from there, there was a few various people filling in until it eventually landed on Jim Lee and then Ma mm. and then Mark Silvestri. Like I know mm. that, yeah, but I, I can't tell you who's drawing it now. And I read it right now. It, it's mm. not like I, that same that same thing doesn't happen. So it is weird that there is that kind of. <laughs> And and the the long history of these That's characters, true. there are so many different visions of them. Um, you know, that, that not my Batman kind of thing. People have this image, but you know, in nineteen sixty five, Adam West was perfect casting for Batman. <laughs> <laughs> for what that character was at the time yeah and uh, of course that i there i bet you there was a backlash against that because he was not known for doing like yeah he, he didn't have the body type that people expected of a, he's like right. pot belly right. guy <laughs> so anyway we've resolved nothing <laughs> <laughs> no no it's, it's a well I, here's what i want to suggest i be before we end this though i want all of our listeners all three of you to, <laughs> more uh, than three people more than three. I want you to fan cast the regular host of 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 Vox Popcast. <laughs> I write in know this. on write in on the blog and tell us who you want playing each of our parts in Vox Popcast the movie. Ooh. This could be dangerous. <laughs> who plays Wayne? Who plays Mav? Who plays Hannah? Who Chris plays Matthew? Maverick should be played by Mark Bernardin. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I, I, I will give a dollar to anybody who cast one of the cast of Riverdale as Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be great. That's not, even, you know what? It's not even, uh, it's, it's Lily Reinhardt. Like I know, I, I, I mean, like, like we know, yeah. we know Hannah. It's just like it's like. Yeah. I mean, go ahead and and, and make yeah, make and an army for anybody else, but for yeah, anybody else, there, but. yes, there are probably other actresses who would be a much better choice. But I just I'm saying that just because I want her to yell at me next week. <laughs> but, you miss being yelled at by Hannah. <laughs> she was on last week. Um, no, it's just <laughs> no. Well, I I would be curious as to what people would do with that. Stephanie, are you going to write in and do this? Or are you are you going to are you prepared to do yours right now? For you, yeah. Oh, who plays? Me? I mean, I've had years to think about this. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, shit, I forget. Is the 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 dude who plays up. Lando Calrissian? Billy Dewey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll take that. And I will also take a young one, Donald Glover. <laughs> eh, no, are you kidding? Donald Glover is does a perfect Billy D. Williams and therefore a perfect me. Oh no, no, that's a terrible, terrible choice. Why? Uh, you don't like Donald Glover? Not really. No. How do you? Everybody likes Donald Glover. How do you? All not right, like I'm Donald the one Glover? person that doesn't like Donald Glover. Wow! Suddenly reevaluating our entire relationship. Hey, everybody this loves, is the straw. Everybody loves Donald Glover. <laughs> Mav's going to be played by okay. Uh, Mav's going to be played by uh, Sam L. Jackson just because he's in everything. Yeah, mm, yeah. Uh, that would be per- Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury. That's perfect casting. Okay, there you go. That's what I would. That's what I would like to end on. Uh, I want everybody. What stuff? Yes. What? Who are the, who are the most perfect cast? What's the most perfect casting you can think of of any anything that's anybody who's been in anything where you're like, that's exact. You know, I read the book or I read the comic or I watched the TV show and they remade it. Where's the one thing where you're like, that was awesome. That's exactly who you need for that role. Like, okay, to be honest, this is why I'm not a good guest on this particular episode. <laughs> like, it doesn't bother me. Like, I don't care. I mean, as long as it's a good movie and you're like a good actor, then no, it's fine. That, that is yeah. a good answer. That's, I mean, that's, that's, yeah, yeah, I, I agree I, with you. I, I don't, I don't have strong reactions to this stuff very much. Mm-hmm. So. But is there anybody who you're like, oh, wow, that person nailed, like, oh, that person nailed the role. Even if you didn't okay. think about yeah. it just from the, the casting. The the uh, Bohemian Rhapsody movie last year, there was a time when mm-hmm. Sasha Baron Cohen was associated with that. And as a fan of Queen, I couldn't see that at all. That really bothered me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Rami Malek a lot. So, Oh, he was going to play Freddie Mercury? Yeah, he, so, he, yeah he, was, he was trying to produce the film and he wanted to star as Freddie oh, Mercury. Oh, I'm glad that he did not do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was one that just made me go, oh, no. <laughs> but <laughs> Rami Malek was exactly what, they, what that movie needed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm trying to. I mean, I think Samuel Jackson, like you said, that that that. I mean, to be fair, that version of Nick Fury was always drawn to look like Samuel Jackson, so it was just a gimme part. There's a scene in the Ultimates where they're sitting around talking, and the Nick Fury in the Ultimates, they're they're having this conversation: who should play me in a movie? And the Nick Fury character says, "Sam Jackson, nobody else." You know, and he was already drawn. Yeah, he was already drawn to look like Sam Jackson. So. I, and there's pr- still was probably some backlash. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, probably somewhere, but but yeah, I mean, he was that one was perfect. Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, people people at home, you can if you, you can write, leave us a comment, let us know what is perfect casting that you have seen. 
And also, I, I really am curious to see who you would cast as each of us, like Wayne said. And of course, I'm trying to think for Wayne. That's a hard one. <laughs> hmm? Tricky. I'll think about it, though. Are you going to leave? You're going you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna to leave a comment? Let us know. If I, if I think of something good. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to cast somebody from Riverdale as Hannah to make Wayne give you no, a dollar? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get in the middle of all that. <laughs> <laughs> well thank you for joining us anyway stephanie okay thank, thank you, you for having me anything Thanks, you want to plug this week oh not this week no yeah. uh matt thank you for you i know you have something to plug because i know you have some, a couple of new things to plug but first yeah. thank you for joining us yeah sure Thanks, Matt. And anything you would like to plug? Uh, <laughs> Knowing the answer. Oh my god. Um. Uh. Well, there's Theocon. Uh. This. Release. What is Theocon? So Theo. Uh, I, well, I'm sorry, Theocon. I've not heard of that. What is that? <laughs> I've been to Theocon. <laughs> <laughs> so Theocon. Think of it as Comic Con, where you have all the panels and all that stuff, but uh, smaller, much much smaller, but uh panels that deal with the intersection of religion, philosophy, popular culture. So uh, there's now like an open call for people who want to submit stuff or would make a panel which, which we need or to do. do a podcast and have people sit in on a live session. So uh, that's happening. <laughs> at Stephanie, Stephanie's pointing at me going, you should do this. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, 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 Just in I, case I, you weren't paying attention. I have asked. I, I always ask Mav to do things for me. Uh, yep. And, and the good news, it's in Pittsburgh this year. So it's it's even oh, closer. How convenient. Yeah, it's, it's right there. So yeah, I, I I had a I had a conflict last year. I had all intentions of going and then something came up. I don't even remember what it was. I think that was like the weekend you were like performing a wedding or something. Yeah, there, there was. Yeah, there was a wedding that weekend. You're right. And I think you were like officiating. And you're like, I, I yes, I can't yes. Go. <laughs> I'm, I'm essential. Yeah. September nineteenth, <laughs> Wayne. September nineteenth. <laughs> we'll we'll be looking for you. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely want to do this one. Yeah. Uh, what else do you you, you promoting anything else? Sure. Uh, there's always the blog site, uh, popularcultureandtheology.com. Uh, there's the book series, uh, theology and the theology and pop Popular. culture series that unfortunately is by an academic publisher. So it's really, really overpriced, but if you want a 30% discount, <laughs> I can get that for you for the theology and Marvel theology and prints theology and Westworld, which is available for pre-order. Uh, and a lot of other stuff coming down the pipeline. Uh, and I'm seeking book proposals for a religion and comic series. I'm doing with uh, A. David Lewis, who does stuff, who Mav, mm -hmm. you know, and um, he's a guest on the show. Yeah, yeah, Dave's been on the show a few times. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. David, uh, David, and I are doing this uh, religion and comic series, and this one is actually affordable whenever we get books published through it. So uh, nice. So yeah, so I lots of stuff happening, and so if any of those things sound interesting. Well, we'll have a link to Matt's stuff in the show notes. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Wayne, what about you? I got nothing this week. <laughs> no, you know, I, I take that back. I take that back. This goes up next week. Oh. Two weeks from tonight. Oh, two weeks from tonight, which is not the night you're listening to the show. So like a, a week and a half from when this show goes up. I'm I'm presenting at uh, Community College of Butler. Uh, Butler Community College is doing a... a Hour long thing for the graphic novel club, uh, essentially how to read comics. I'm going to talk about image text interplay and things that a lot of people don't think about when they're reading comics. The idea of how the art works and how comics work on the page. Mm -hmm. so, so I'm doing that. Yeah, if you're I'll in, be Butler, in the show notes as well, if, yeah, yeah Butler, Pennsylvania, on September what 16th, 19th, whatever that Thursday is. Let me look. September? You mean 
not sub- September. That's that's you said uh, September. That's like, yeah, you meant March. I did. Um, <laughs> March nineteenth. March nineteenth. Yeah. Oh wow. March nineteenth. Yeah. Yeah. Linked in the show notes. So we, yeah. And of course, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Chris Maverick or on my blog at www.chrismaverick.com. You can follow the show on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, all the places, always at Vox Popcast. You can follow the show's blog at www.voxpopcast.com, where you will learn about whatever we're talking about next week. You can leave us comments that we try to address on the show when we're doing our commentary. You can give us suggestions for ever other shows. And please, this week, you definitely want to go there, look at the show notes, leave a comment, fan cast all of us. Again, I'm sure Hannah's listening to this and going, I cannot wait to find out which Riverdale actress I am. (laughs) (laughs) She's absolutely listening to this right now and thinking that as she screams like obscenities at me through her phone. (laughs) 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 Uh, That's what you get for missing a show. (laughs) She's at a conference right now. (laughs) Anyway, so if you enjoy the show and we certainly hope you do, we hope you subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify or wherever the hell else you get podcasts from and do us a favor. Leave us a five-star review, especially if you leave us that on iTunes, that helps other people find the show, especially if you write a review in order, in addition to just leaving stars, write something down, say what you love about us. And really, we just like the feedback. Podcasting is a very lonely endeavor where you're speaking out into the universe, into the great void. And you're just just waiting for someone to speak back. It's very deep. <laughs> um, but in the meantime... I would like to thank Maximilian of Thoughtform Music for our epic theme song, building ever so more epically and playing us out. I'd like to thank you at home for listening. I'd like to thank our guests for joining us. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you very much. I've got one more thing to say, and it'll only take me a second. I've got two words that I want you all to remember. They're very important. And if I leave you with anything, I'm going to leave you with these two words. And those two words are, I'm Batman. Batman.